Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, peeps. I'm so glad and excited about this episode this week because I did a post a while back of um, getting older (laughs) and doing things at an older age, and it just set off all of these comments on my Facebook page, and I was cracking up because I thought, wow, I didn't know one single little comment about age would create such a reaction. So today we're going to talk about, are you over the hill? (laughs) Are you over the hill? Are you too old for doing all the things? And I think um, this is such a great topic for me because I laugh at God every time I think about what the heck I'm doing at 65 years old or 65 years young, however you want to look at it. I wrote my first book at 61 and I remember having the biggest fear of imposter syndrome thinking, nobody's going to read this book. Why did I even write this? Can I even write this book? No one wants to hear what I have to say. I'm too old to be doing this. How long am I going to be doing this? Even if I write this book, like if I have to write another one, I'm going to be older. All these fears came into my head and just all the thoughts of like, why am I even doing this at this age? I should just be sitting on a couch, playing with my grandkids, reading a book, uh, relaxing, really not doing anything. And God said, oh my gosh, no, I have so much work for you to do. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to like pass away and run up to the gates of heaven and I'm going to be skidding in there going, did I do okay? And he's going to go, yeah, we had a lot of work for you to do the last 10, 20, however many years I have left. It could be today. Who, Who knows? But, you know, had a lot of work for you to do and you did well. So I'm hoping he says I do well. But I just wanted to encourage women today because, yes, I am a 65-year-old grandma. I started this crazy writing, speaking, podcasting career in my 60s, and I feel like I can pour out another 20, 30 years. Now, if you had asked me that when I was 30, I would have just laughed hysterically because when I was in my 30s, which my oldest daughter is now... And I look at someone who was in their 60s, I'd be like, wow, I mean, do they feel tired? Like, they're super old. Like, what do they do all day? Like, just these crazy thoughts in my head of thinking there's no way that I could be that viable at that age. And now here I am. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, you can be that viable. As a matter of fact... The things that you dreamt of when you were raising those children or having that other career that it was just making you a lot of money, now you have this time to have a second chapter in your life. 
So here's what happens. When you're about 50, if you've raised kids like me, you start raising them either in your 20s or your 30s. I had my kids in my 30s because uh, just from unforeseen things, I, I had my first son at 26 and he passed away. And so, it you know, I waited a little while to remarry and um, have children. And so I had my last child at 36 years old. So a little bit older than, you know, some people kind of the norm now. I think a lot of career women finally decide to get married in their 30s and start having children. But the norm for most of the years has been you have your babies in your 20s and you raise your family and then you're done by like 45 or 50. So around 50 years old, I was like getting ready. My kids were starting to take off for college and things like that. And now it's time for you. So here's what happens. And I see this a lot is moms put a thousand percent into their children's lives. Not a hundred, a thousand. Like they are wrapped up in their kids' lives. And then the kids are getting ready to go to college and they are a mess. They're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I've spent every last waking minute on Johnny's little career of like soccer or football or in our case, dance, and, you know, you you pour hours and hours into, you know, getting them to school and then driving them to the practices and making sure that they eat and all that, and it's all evolved around them, and now all of a sudden, these kids are like, okay, bye-bye, going to college, maybe they're getting a scholarship in those things, maybe not, but they're, they're going away to college, my kids both went away to college, and now it's time for you. And that can be a really frightening thing for some women. One of the things that I did, and I'm super glad I did, was I always had my fingers, even though I was a stay-at-home mom, I had my fingers in little outside projects. So I sold Pampered Chef for 15 years. I did a line, a clothing line um, for about five years. I always had my hands in some kind of a sales thing, like, making a little extra money for the family and being flexible so that I could have a little something for me, but also being there for my children when they needed me in case they got sick or hurt or whatever, I, I could always adjust my schedule. So I didn't never had a traditional job after I started having, after I had my second one, I did work full time when I had Ariel, but there came a moment when they were getting ready to go to college where I started thinking, well, now my schedule's kind of freeing up and what do I what do I do now? And honestly, this is the rest of my life because the kids aren't coming back. Even if they moved back home, they're adults. They're, they don't need me to like clothe them. Hopefully, girls, <laughs> let me just do a side note. If you are still making breakfasts and... Uh, doing their wash and all of that when they come back home in their 20s, there is something wrong. <laughs> Stop doing that, please. That's not your responsibility. That is their responsibility now. So little side note there. I do see that happening too. And I'm like, it's too much mothering. You have to cut the cord. But what is your life? And this is why women do this is because they don't know what else to do. They don't have any other interests. They don't have any other passions. 
their passion is their children. Their medal of honor is raising these perfect children. And so we become enmeshed in like, little Johnny is perfect. He's amazing. He's on the dean's list. He has a scholarship to this Ivy League college. Like everything is built on that thing. But that shouldn't be your whole life. Because Johnny's going to fail at some point or another. He's not that perfect. Let me just tell you, my kids aren't and your kids aren't. They're going to go through their own journeys and you have to let them fall. But what is in it for you? What do you? What is your next chapter? Well, this is where you have to start dreaming. You have to start doing And I would recommend if you have kids right now that are little, start thinking What happens when those kids get bigger? What do I want to do with my life? Does it involve something artistic? Does it involve something analytical? Does it involve something spiritual? Like, what is it that you want to do? Because sitting around the house and just, you know, reading your Bible and like not really doing anything with that is not the purpose of your life. The purpose of your life is to make a change for others. The purpose of your life is to go out there and seek what others need. And the purpose of your life is to bring joy and blessing and have joy and blessing. And so part of that is the second stage. We're not done because we turn 50 and 60. Let me just tell you, some people think that and I'm, I'm living proof that's not true. If you had told me 20 years ago I'd be doing this podcast, probably would have laughed in your face, but I didn't know. I wasn't ready then. And also God has a plan. He's like, no, you're not ready now, but you will be 20 years from now. When I look back, I was telling my pastor's wife yesterday, we were having coffee and I started laughing because I said, you know, when I was selling Pampered Chef and doing the, the home, the clothing thing and all of that, I was wondering like, wow, that was, those are such weird, odd jobs. And then I started thinking, Oh, ha, that's funny. God was preparing me because those were all presentations. And that is exactly what I do now when I go out and speak is that if I was afraid to do that and had never done that, probably would have been a little bit harder to go out and start speaking at 60. But I had been talking to groups of women for 15 years selling kitchen tools. And so it was no surprise that, of course, it was an easy transfer because it didn't bother me to get up and speak in front of a group. Now, women who are definitely afraid of that, I have a friend that's like, do not ever put a microphone in front of my face. I will pass out. And I was like, huh, that's not your gifting. And we laughed because she has other giftings that are amazing. And I couldn't do the things that she does. So he has different gifts for different people. So I'm not saying like every person that, you know, gets to be a certain age, you all have to go into this little box and be this kind of go into this career and do this kind of thing. No, I just knew for me, I, uh, one, always loved to read and I've always journaled and loved to write. Never thought that I would be a writer, but it slowly built up over time where it was like God started revealing to me, you have a lot of stories. You have gone through a lot of journeys in your life. And those things, there are women out there, young women out there that are going through those things right now. And they don't know that they're going to be able to come out of it. 
but you can show them that you can come out of it because you've been there and you've done that. And so I was just amazed when I started looking back at how all of the pieces of the puzzle started coming together of like, huh, I really am a storyteller. There really is, there, there's, those things didn't happen for nothing. If for nothing else, one, they healed me, and two, they can be a healing anointment for somebody else. And so that was my thing. When the girls started getting bigger, I thought, maybe I could write. Maybe I could do this. Didn't think about speaking at that point, but that kind of naturally started happening when you start going to these conferences. You see other speakers talking about the subjects of the books that they wrote, and you went, oh, you mean I have to talk about them? And then the pandemic hit, and it was like, what do I do now? And it just so happened I had just started a coaching class and was getting certified uh, to be a writer-speaker coach. So it just starts building from there. When you hit the one thing that is your passion, the one thing that you really enjoy, when you find that vision of what you want to do in your second act of your life, then it will build upon that. It will not just be one thing. It's probably going to spread out into many different little things. And then you get to choose because, huh, guess what? There's no kids at home. You don't have to be home at a certain time. You don't have to hurry up and, oh, I got to have lunch really fast because I got to go pick up the kids or I got to get back to work. Maybe you're retired by then. And now you get to have this second act to say, okay, what is it that I find that is joyful and fulfilling for me at this point in my life. It could be a volunteer kind of thing where maybe you have always wanted to be more involved in serving the homeless or more involved in going to some kind of program where you can help women who have gone through abuse or um, or maybe some kind of artistic form. I have a friend down in Southern California that is the most beautiful artist she's a prophetic artist actually she'll go to weddings and paint during the weddings and do this beautiful mural for the wedding couple to have but she recently started painting on those big beautiful brimmed wide brim hats she does these beautiful flowers on them and so I I bought one and they are just fantastic and she's actually doing that and her kids are little right now and I just keep thinking man when this girl gets older she's in her 30s right now and I'm thinking she hasn't even hit her second little chapter yet but when her kids are grown her artistic points can be I mean she could do so much with them like she could you know go into a corporate world and do things or she could do free flow on her own or she can go to Europe and like paint away but there's just so many avenues that she can take with that artistic flow and so I think we limit ourselves when we are in the the childhood baby mode you know we just are all in with our kids and I love that and I think that's super important but what is it that makes your heart spark? Because when your children, and especially your adult children, see that mom is more viable than picking up a mess and doing a load of laundry, that, especially if you're raising girls, that gives them the wherewithal to say, huh, 
I can do those things when I get older. You know, my oldest daughter right now is like, wow, mom, like never thought that you would be doing this kind of stuff. But there's, you know, she's kind of proud of me a little bit. She's like, wow, you know, my mom's like out there doing things and making a difference. Like there's, there's hope for me once I raise these kids, you know, I can do different things too. And so I just want to make sure that you guys know that your life isn't over when you hit 50. But here's another little tip for you. You have to keep your body healthy. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit because what I see happening is women get older, we start slowing down. We're definitely slower. I will be the first to tell you, I cannot do the things that I used to do in my 30s. I want to. My brain wants to. My body's like, you're a little creaky. (laughs) I can't do that. But I do make a constant effort to work out with a trainer a few times a week. I try to take my walks as much as possible. I stay active as much as possible because if your body goes and you're limited, then your mind goes and then everything kind of goes down the drain. Now, I know I have a lot of friends that have like a lot of illnesses right now and just a lot of struggle and my heart goes out to them because some of those things are out of our control. So I'm not talking about that because there's there are some things that happen in our lives where it's like you just you can't move the way you used to or just things happen and and uh, we deal with the cards that we have and then we we have to limit ourselves to what we can do. But I'm talking about just women that are pretty healthy right now. There's no medical issues. There's no nothing like that. And you're just thinking, someday I'll go work out, but I'm just too busy with the kids. I'm going to tell you right now, keep your workouts consistent, whether it's walking every day, getting that 30 minutes every day, whether it's working out with somebody else, going to a class, like whatever it is, please do not negate that to take care of your children and do more for your kids take that time for you now I always had moments where I would take time to go work out and do some things for me because as you get older your bones do get stiffer things do start hurting more and if you want to go out and do that second chapter you have to do it healthily you cannot start having all these aches and pains and then say, gee, I really want to go and get on a plane and travel for four hours, but, you know, oh, my hips, (laughs) and which does happen anyway because we're old. And when I know I'm going to be getting on a plane, I make sure that I'm working out super hard before that so that my bones are really strong so that when I have to sit around for a while and I can get back up, I'm going to be a little sore, but my bones are going to be strong enough to handle that trip. I've been on plane rides where... I've had back problems and things in my legs and I went to get up and it was very painful and I thought, ooh, I did not work out for the last month and now this is the result of that. So please know that going into your second chapter two and also you want to get on the ground and play with your grandkids when you have those someday. So please take care of yourself now. If you're in your 30s or 40s, please, 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 I cannot stress this enough keep your body healthy because that's going to keep your mind healthy it's going to it's all encompassing right we want to make sure that we're all aligned with that the last thing i want to talk about is keeping your relationship healthy too as you go into this second chapter don't ignore the husband 
<laughs> what I hear a lot is like, we're just roommates. We we're, we fly through the night. Um, I always tell the story of the first time both the kids were gone, you know, for good. Both of them gone off to college and we were like, woo, yay, they're off to college. We're going to have a great time. Mike and I made dinner. We sat down. Um, we're like having a little cocktail. We're having our great steak dinner. We're talking, talking for about two or three hours. There was no filler of a kid coming in and interrupting us. And after that, we kind of lost track of what we had no more, nothing else left to say. <laughs> and we were like, huh, kind of looking at each other. And we said, well, uh, you want to watch a movie? And we started laughing and we said, you know, we're going to have to rewrite the script of what we want to do together. Now it is just him and I, and we don't have kids to come in and interrupt and have that filler moment where you don't have to really pay too much attention to your spouse because it's all about the kids again, right? So one day those kids will be gone and you want to make sure that you really feed into the relationship. So Mike and I had to start dating again. We really had to start going on dates and we make it a point every Friday is our date night, whether we're at home or we go out or once a month we'll, we'll ask a, a couple to go with us somewhere and we'll go to dinner. But just something where your social life stays open to all of those things, body, mind, and soul of these things that go into your next chapter are the things that are really going to feed your soul make you happy in that next life and your kids are going to look at you and go, hey, my parents are okay. My mom is okay because she's got her own life. She's not just drilling everything into me and sitting around hoping that I'll, I'll call her because she has nothing else going on. Don't be that mom. Be the mom that goes out that always has a vision, that always has a dream and just do the things that spark joy for you guys. And that is the end of this whole thing. I'm just going to say, yes, 60s are looking good. And I am fine. And I'm super happy that I'm in this place. So if you're in your 30s, do not fret. It's not all over. When you hit over the hill 60, it's all just beginning. So until next time, let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment. Um, please rate the show. The more ratings we get, the better it is for the stuff out there in the universe that makes the podcast roll around. <laughs> just go ahead and leave a comment, leave a rating. And until next time, I will talk to you later and have a great day and see you later, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.